more for your Andalite Tier 10 taxons, but we'll focus on the Andalites today. If you've managed to find some earbuds, welcome to the Wonder Year. For all your Animorphs rereading and eventual rewatching needs, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. And I'm Seda. What's up? Um, Last night, I drank a bottle of wine and then took most of my clothes off to a Hoopastank song at a party. <laughs> what was the Hoopastank song? The Reason. Oh, of oh, course. Of course. Whatever I guess, song yeah. is there. Yeah, I did like sort of an interpretive floor routine that involved disrobing. Because I'm cool and fun at parties. <laughs> I always forget that Hoobastank did that song because yeah. it's like you have an, a certain expectation for a band called Hoobastank, and it's yeah. not that song. <laughs> there was, uh, I think there was like a post going around recently or maybe it was on Reddit or something, where somebody said that their cousin or brother or friend or something, another I'm putting too much detail into this story, <laughs> somebody convinced them that Hoobastank was Jesus's middle name. Oh. <laughs> that was why the band was called that. And so they thought that the Jesus Hoobastank Christ was the son of the Lord. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I like that. I'm very a much big a lot. fan of JH. That's what the H and THC actually stands for. Did you know? Is yep. this um, Yeah, the H is. Anytime H shows up in an abbreviation, it's Hoobastank. Uh, the guy who. Com- the guy who committed all the murders at the uh, the Chicago World Fair, Hoobastank, Hoobastank Holmes. <laughs> Um, yeah, you tweeted about that little Hoobastank debacle last night, and I had just come in from a birthday party myself. Um, uh, let's say tipsy and very tired. (laughs) Uh And my immediate reaction was just like pure disbelief. So I, (laughs) I tweeted your name at you in all caps and then immediately passed out. I thought that might've been what happened because I was, I like replied with a very defensive, what? (laughs) And then like eight hours later, you were like, I love you. (laughs) I was like, okay. Okay, um, cut this if it's going to be contentious, but what the fuck was that guy saying that's the straightest thing you've ever done? Um, what, no who, idea. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what he meant by that. I guess Hoobastank is straight culture, but the thing is, if you, like, I, I don't feel like think, if you... like, performing an improvised burlesque scene in the middle of a birthday party is not a straight action. It's not. No matter what the song in question is. It's like, I would say it's like the opposite of a straight action to be yeah. honest. Yes, I would go so far as to call it a gay action. Yeah. <laughs> for, every who, for every action, there's an equal and opposite gay action. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to talk about some Andalites though? Because this is a long book and Blair is crunched for time. Yes, it's we're, we're so going to speed run this podcast. So... I'm, it's so fucking good. No, it's really yeah, good. Like, it's so fucking good. Like, I literally deeply considered having my only contribution to this episode be like, hey, everyone, just go read the book. It's Just go read the book right now. It's like again. legitimately really good, strong sci-fi. Just like straight up, just yeah, really like it, solid it, it, sci-fi. <laughs> it reads like a novelization of like a really good episode of Star Trek. Yeah. It had a lot of Star Wars elements to it, which we'll get to, um, but I have to say, in a book that like specifically pointed out uh, several times how weak Andalite arms are, 
It's very funny that the cover is like a fucking beefsteak andalite. I know. Where are my twig armed andalites? Right? Come on. Wait, hold on, hold on. Does this mean that canonically andalites are like twink on top? Yeah, we, this has been well established at this point by the canon of the Wonder Yerks. They're yeah. twink aliens. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but like, okay, but like to confirm, at least we can confirm this with like adult aliens now. We don't have to like ask this question of Axe. Yeah. We know this about adult aliens too. It's not just that Axe is small, it's that the species is like, uh, it's just a species of twink tars. Across the bo- board twinks. Um, this is a twink only society. Um, <laughs> which- <laughs> Are there even any fucking women? <laughs> we don't, we haven't met a single one. Um, they talk I think about there's, mothers there's occasionally. There's mention of a mother. Yeah. There's a mention. He's like, I have a mom. And that's it. And it seems like such a. I know we've been over this before, but the fact that Andalites prescribe to the, to the, to the North American human gender binary is fucking bullshit. Yeah. That's always a problem with aliens, though. <laughs> I know it is, but, like, come on. Capelgate does so much with, like, weird alien designs. Like, the script nah in this book are fucking fascinating. And then for, for her to just relegate, like, this simple thing, this extremely, like, easy thing to just... It's a no-brainer. And just, you know, trips over the starting line. Yeah, I don't. And I feel like we've never touched on the fact that yes, everyone in the military seems to be completely like men, which is, I guess, not to say like a liberal thing of like more pussies in the military or whatever, <laughs> but like you know, it's. I feel like it is a topic that would have come up at some point. I, I don't know in a conversation with say, Rachel or Cassie or any of Absolutely. the women. In this. And it's like it really the only female Andalites we've ever heard mention of is a mom. I don't even, right. I think that all of the teachers he's talked about have been men too. Yeah. Like, it's The just... only time he's mentioned a girl is when he stopped paying attention to Sario Rips in class to learn about, to in order to just, like, look at some cute girl Andalite. Right. Yeah. And it's, like, it's such, it's so out of place in what is otherwise a very, honestly, like, progressive book when it comes right. to, like, gender, like, girls being able to do shit at least for the 90s yeah one might argue that like the girls in this in these books are the most able to do shit yeah absolutely Um, (laughs) in several cases yes yeah Um, yes we love you rachel we do love you rachel (laughs) so we open this book we open this book in media res with uh prince alfangor recording his dying words uh into a um what the fuck is it called i just had it pulled up he he kind of just mind links to his uh, his, ship, his, right? his his Heracles. Yeah, so this is one thing I had a little bit of trouble with was that everything was translated except for when Caplegate wanted to be like, "Ooh, there here's an andalite term for it." Yeah. It's very nitpicky. I understand that, but yeah. it's just Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fine. I, I I think I think in, I think in this case it like it's a little bit of like these are words that do not have exact translations into the English language. Sort of like she could have uh, done her I, best, though. She, I mean, no, don't don't get me wrong. She could have, but I'm, I'm saying it's probably, it's, probably, yeah. it's probably in the same way that like Oda uses Nagama or Nakama a lot for One Piece stuff, sure. uh, which is like not a word. Now we don't like we don't have that word in English. Super, we don't have, like a one to one replacement of it. Sure. I mean, it's... But, and, like, I, I love I love learning alien words, to I be fair. Like, I don't love... I really, really don't. It's the main thing that keeps me out of fantasy and, sci- like, heavy fantasy and heavy sci-fi. I don't want to... Nope, I don't want to learn a new language for this shit. I just want <laughs> I just want to know how sexy are your aliens. 
Um, and do they fuck is basically it. That's all I need to know. <laughs> so really early on, speaking of do they fuck, we learned that there are really strict restrictions on how many kids yeah. and you can have an antelope. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I don't think it's specifically said that it's explicit restrictions, but it does say that like I mean people are going to be people are going to look down less upon three or four children being had per family. I seem to recall the word allowed being used. That you you could be right. I could be misremembering. Yeah. It, I read this last night, so Yeah. Um, because we get Elf uh talking about how he has to perform a f- a ritual in front of a wish flower. Oh, it's so dear. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, but before that, we meet... um, So, yeah, it's in Media Res with Elf, like, training. I'm just going to call him Elf this whole episode. (laughs) That (laughs) is Which I kept typoing as Alf, which is a very different alien. (laughs) (laughs) But what if? So Gordon Shumway (laughs) kicks down the fucking door. Yeah. Um, And he says, does anyone have a cat I can eat? Axe would eat a cat. I guarantee it. Yeah. (laughs) I want to eat my little boy. No. (laughs) Carol's right beside me. Like, we can't. Um, So he's training with his, like, kind of shitty mentor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we meet uh, Arborn, which I, the only thing I really wrote down there was Arborn rivals to lovers or Animorphs is dead to me. Yeah. Um, but basically he's somebody who joined the cadets or whatever, like four days after Axe and they have like a rivalry going. Um, you mean Elfengor? Yeah. Yeah. Elfengor. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the other Did one. Did I mention the wine? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Listen, I'm for once for <laughs> I am the only one who is not hungover today. <laughs> yeah. Your power. <laughs> I I'm service topping this podcast. Stop. Well, I don't I'll know leave. how I feel about what was just said there. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Find a new co-host. Good God. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, so there I totally agree. I was like, I, I want I want shipping so bad because I was like, yes. And then they get trapped in a situation together and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I know. It's like such a good fanfic setup. Yeah. Um, like, no, exactly. Immediately after this, like the two of them are sort of like sparring, like verbally. Well, psychically, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then they get called to the bridge by the captain. Uh, and it, because it was the 90s, it made me laugh that they we're like, look, it's the, they basically said, look, it's th- the third rock from the sun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like the television show. <laughs> yep. And they, uh, they're about to, they're about to do some like rudimentary shit around it. And they find a bunch of Skritna ships and they, they, the Skritna are a really interesting alien race because the Skrit are like big hulking, like meat monster aliens, like stupid, like stupid and big. And then the Na are like formed by the script but they're like they're very different and they're like smaller but like they're more intelligent than the script and it's really fucking cool it's some sort of cocooning shit it's dope yeah it's really cool it's there's a couple great aliens in this yeah um yeah which is yeah always exciting it's this book is so much of the stuff that i love about animorphs that i didn't even know i was allowed to ask for in such a high dosage yeah (laughs) Yeah, like, just like the aliens weirdness. that we got, like, um, when was the last time we got, like, a big dose of aliens? It was the second Megamorphs, right? With the, uh, the broccoli head aliens and the weird, like, s- like, uh, asymmetrical, uh, 
like four legs on one side, seven legs on the other alien. The broccoli yeah. aliens will always be the stupidest things thing to me. Like I love it because it is so what it is, you know. But it yeah. is it is just <laughs> okay. It's okay, Capelgate. I I guess yeah. so. I guess I'll allow it. <laughs> broccoli was a false flag. <laughs> yep. Broccoli was an alien covert op. Yeah. I love the the trope that we dip into here, which is like the big boss asking for advice from the lowest rank because mm-hmm. the captain's like, well, Elfangor, what would you do? And Elfangor like answers. And then the c- fucking classic Andalite culture, these children get sent into battle because they will physically fit into the ship they're trying to attack. I love, it's like, Good God, yeah. I was like, I know this is a child soldier kind of culture, but come on. <laughs> yeah, it's really above and beyond. Um, yeah. They're literally like, you're small, you'll fit. Yeah. Yeah, this entire book, Elfengor and Arbron, are both, like, extremely yelling about them getting to be heroes one day. And it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's tough. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy, the shit that they both go through, Um and it's like, wow, you are just a little boy, huh? Yeah. I, I feel- love there's there's a moment where they're like um ass- they're starting their assignment and somebody asks like is one of you good at computers? And Elfangor is like, yeah, he is. And there's like a detail that it's kind of an insult to say that a warrior is good at computers cuz it's like technician stuff, yeah. which is just those those mm, mm, those tiny little culture nuggets that I just love. <laughs> <laughs> so good. World building so nuggets. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, another another little world building nugget that we get is that um I don't know if this was known prior, but I didn't know it. Uh, the fact that a uh, prince is like a title and not royally associated whatsoever. Yeah, we knew that. I'm yeah, sure. I think it was kind of established. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't remember knowing that, but again, I have the memory of a fucking dipshit. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Be a little harder on yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to be less hard on myself, but sometimes when I'm looking for a word and nothing nothing will come except for the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. No, it's because okay. when you beat yourself over when you beat yourself over the head with self-deprecation for five, six, seven years, all that really comes when you try and better yourself is more self-deprecation if you ever flounder. But, anyways, you've got goldfish memory, which is better than dipshit memory. <laughs> you know what I do? <laughs> um, I have goldfish memory. Thank you, Blair. We get a really great alien description of what a human looks like um it uh, makes me so happy (laughs) like they're like please rattle please rattle that off for us (laughs) i absolutely cannot um but they're basically like oh there's there's a weird weird two-legged creature i love that the andalite review of a human is literally like wow they're so stupid like they must they they must be so primitive because they're always trying not to fall over because they only have two yeah. legs. And, like, I, like, identify with that. One of that. my favorite things is that, like... So so we meet we meet Lauren and Chapman, who... Uh, it's the same Chapman who is the the vice principal of the Animorph school. Which it, yeah. embarrassingly took me, like, half the book to realize that. I was like, ah, Chapman, oh, no. that's a fun name. <laughs> I just thought it was so weird how he, like, was such a piece of shit. Like... <laughs> Um, like that's it's they truly were like oh don't worry chapman was kind of an asshole all along chapman was born and bred a fucker yeah it's so funny um (laughs) but so we meet we meet chapman and lauren spelled l-o-r-e-n yep yeah which is like it's 
It's an interesting way to spell Lauren, I guess. I thought that was, like, Elfengor, like, spelling it really, like, phonetically as opposed to the <laughs> yeah. way that it's, like... I mean, it could like, be. actually written. <laughs> it, prob- it probably is, but, like, she is listed as L-O-R-E-N on the Seropedia. Yeah, but still, I mean, um, Elfengor is kind of a dumbass, so... <laughs> I love... So, this book, even though Axe you know, obviously isn't a main character, um, gave me a lot of Axe feelings because, A, it gives a lot of context for what his first few weeks on Earth must have been like because Elfangor is so completely dumbfounded by everything that humans do. Uh Like, Lauren takes off her shoes and Elfangor, like, starts screaming (laughs) because he's like, don't rip off your hooves. Yeah. Um, And also... Uh, the reveal that much like how Axe comes off as like really smart and advanced to everybody else in his culture, he's sort of a dummy. Mm-hmm. It really seems like Elfanger, who's this like hero who we've heard about as like a worshipped brother warrior, mm-hmm. is also kind of stupid. He is. Oh my I god, mean, I he's love a child, when stupid. But it's like it's so good. No, it's so it's good. Like, is that just Andalite culture? Is kind is not not really being all that well it, i mean yeah i think so <laughs> that is sort of explicitly stated at the end of the book actually yeah um it's it's Andalites i think can't turn their heads by the way and <laughs> can't turn that their was, heads okay okay that was they like, have stock eyes what would they ever need to turn their heads they have for? eyes on their face <laughs> too also both two listen two you keep what you keep one eye on the titty keep one eye on the street and then you get the other two for doing whatever yeah no it's but I, okay, so at one point before they mention that fact, um, uh, they talk about uh, uh, an Andalite prince shaking his head, and I have to, like, I have to, like, my mind boggles at what that could have possibly mean with the, with the knowledge <laughs> that, that they don't shake, they can't move their heads or whatever. It's uh, like a full torso shimmy, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Is it, do, do they just, like, shudder? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Vibrant is do you, is the head vibrating? <laughs> do Andalites purr? They better. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> um, also, another great detail I absolutely loved is that um, they talk they talk about I think um, it's the other dude other than Elfengor. Can't remember his name even though I just read this book. Um, uh, Arbron. Yeah. Uh, he like moves his eye stalks in like a who knows gesture, and I was it's like, like their version of shrugging. Yes, I was like, you have shoulders, <laughs> you can shrug, <laughs> but so also good. you're an alien, so you don't. You don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, essentially, so the Skritna are collectors, and they have like zoos with species. So they rescue these two humans, Chapman and Lauren, from the Skritna. And they bring them in, at which point Lauren takes off her shoes and everybody loses their minds. It's awesome. And here's the thing with the arms, because she finds a tree and she, like, lifts herself up with her arms, like you do mm-hmm. with a tree branch. And Elfangor and um, Arbron are both like, what the fuck? Imagine having strong arms. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, I want to do, so- I, by the way, I just want to look and see if uh, Arbron has like a full ass name because, you know, like everyone has the full name, like mm-hmm. Alaron, Cemetery, Koras, or Axmele, Eskaruthisthil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me just tell you is that something I'm sure you are, you didn't need, you didn't need me to tell you, but don't go to the Wikipedia. Yeah? Is it bad? 
No, it's very, it's very good and oh, very, very, very in depth. The spoilers. Yeah, I accidentally spoiled myself because I was trying to find if Cassie had a good physical description because I might have made a household of Sims of the Animorphs kids. <laughs> um, by which I mean I did, and I was trying to see if Cassie had a physical description. And within oh. like the first two paragraphs, there were like three spoilers, and I was like, "Well, fuck me." <laughs> now I, I need. I want to be crystal clear. I want to be clear about something that I haven't really been clear about up until this point. I did read Animorphs more than either of you. I never finished Animorphs as a kid. I read, I jumped around a lot in the first like twenty, in the first half of the books, and like I've read like three of the books past twenty six. So we're getting to a point where like I don't have knowledge past this point. That yeah. is exciting. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking pumped. Of course, I just spoiled myself on a lot of Endgame stuff. So like, I know a lot of stuff that happens, but yeah. like, I don't know like how or why to what or end. when. Yeah. Um, I just know the I just know the it yeah. and the it is good. Yeah, I'm really looking. The spoilers that I got made me excited. <laughs> um, so there's a moment here where they're really working hard to establish how much Chapman sucks, yeah. and Lauren's like, "Yeah, my dad uh, was a soldier, and he came back like not all there." Like, and Chapman just starts making fun of her dad's PTSD. Like, he's like, oh, what? He went over to Vietnam and he got all crazy. And it's like, dude. This guy, is, like, this guy eventually becomes... What wrong with you? This guy eventually becomes a school principal. Right, like, he works with uh, children. He, he was wor- probably he a teacher a, for a while. <laughs> he becomes a school vice principal, for starters. And, like, the, it's weird that this does not, like, correlate with the Chapman that we have met. Like, the Chapman that we know, the Chapman that we've encountered in the show, in the in the books is the book so far is like a good person who did not willingly give himself to the Yerks except for under the dress of uh, his daughter being allowed to live free right like that's yeah. the only reason he gave himself to the Yerks yeah this characterization is very puzzling to me <laughs> yeah I totally forgot that, that was something we knew about him and yeah, yeah it's, only, it's this... only like the, I mean to be fair it's only like the second book which is before you came on well I still read it I know um, you. I know you did, but you didn't like discuss it in depth with us. Yeah, but, but I'm sure you. I'm sure you listened and paused the podcast to like interject your own viewpoints out loud and then resume the podcast as though we had heard it. I do that to all podcasts, which is the way just, everyone yeah. should listen to podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. I've been a guest on all podcasts. I'm never not thinking about that tweet. That's like the best way to understand what it's like to be a ghost is to listen to three. Po- is to listen to podcast hosts try and figure out the answer to something that you know the answer to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's so good. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so they're um, uh, just chilling, and then they're sent on a mission to bring them back to Earth, because you got these aliens, and you got to put them back where you found them. <laughs> yeah, um, with a disgraced prince. Yeah. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's Aloran, it's, uh, uh, oh my god, how do I keep forgetting his name? Arbron. We got Aloran, who... Astute readers know that that's the name of the body that uh, Visser Three occupies. Yeah, I I didn't know that was I didn't remember that was his name, but I just because of the way the plot was getting set up, assumed that this was going to be the Visser. <laughs> yeah, Same, no, yeah. no, no, that's the um. I, I'm pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure that name was mentioned prior, but I can't be a hundred percent. I'm. Well, I think yeah, you're no, probably that sounds, right. That sounds yeah. vaguely familiar, but I definitely didn't uh, catch that. But they, yeah, they're sent on this escort mission um, with a disgraced prince, and then they abandon their mission to chase a time orb. So uh, good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's important. And we see taxons 
Yeah. Okay, For the first so, time in like a long time, I feel like. At first I thought, yeah, I hated it. I hate, I hate it. I was just like the yeah. little worms, they're little horrible worms that like explode immediately upon landing on ground from dropped yeah. it seems from any height like uh, two or three are described as falling and just bursting open it sucks it these sucks aliens a lot. suck being the aliens suck reading about them sucks it's just not great <laughs> yeah it's like deeply unpleasant the entire time <laughs> it really is and um, um elfanger fights a bunch of folks and scares the shit out of himself by being really good at it yeah um, he's like extremely good fighter and he's like i didn't know that i had this in me and this kind of terrifies me yeah welcome to war <laughs> welcome to war yeah um, welcome to war and so welcome to war and also like maybe just growing up with a shitty dad <laughs> Well, we don't know that. We know nothing about his father. Other no, sorry. I was I was learning the feeling that he is having to one that I am having. Not that I'm like not that I'm like an extremely eth- effective and skilled killer or anything, but like we, I mean, you know, you don't being know. scared of some <laughs> being you... scared of some part of you that takes over you is it, it, it'll happen. You can sure. be a sleeper yeah. agent. You know, that would be I mean, I think I just have a lot of anger issues, but that could also be true. I'm saying two unrelated things. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, we see a shit ton of yurks in the cargo hold of the ship that they take, and we get, I mean, to be fair, he is deeply punished for this, but we get the, oh, we can't kill them, it's murder. Guys! <laughs> yeah. They're defenseless, because they're like, oh, um, Alaran just wants to, like, jettison the 10,000 yurks. Yeah, and, and Elf is like, No! They're only yeah. little slugs. It's like He's like, those are civilian <laughs> casualties. Yeah. It's like a one thing when the humans do it, because it, you know, but also, come on. <laughs> yeah. Really? You guys are on Alaran's you guys are on Alaran's side here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're, absolutely. They're, they're, they're imperialist and genocidal. They don't even have their own culture. They just take over other cultures. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. These I, I completely forgot about like, these are, <laughs> These are not civilians. These are Yerks en route to, like, enslave Skretna. Yeah. There so, are no, my mistake. There are no Yerk civilians, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I think that's um, probably true At as least well. that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, because inherently, a Yerk... It doesn't seem like any of the Yerks are happy to just live as a slug. So, for a Yerk to be a civilian, it inherently has to enslave another living being. There is one Yerk who has opted to live as a slug, and there are one Yerk only. Sure, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's the that's the yerk that tricked Cassie into being a, into being a caterpillar forever. Oh yeah. So yeah. So then we're on the taxon planet, um, and we learned that Andalites only have three species of birds, which made me laugh so hard. <laughs> that could so possibly be true. Like but... because because oh also here's the other thing about sending these inexperienced child soldiers into battle. We learned that Elf has only morphed twice before in his life in his life he morphed because to pass you're not a allowed test. to morph for fun yeah he morphed to pass like a test or an entrance exam or something and he, then he morphed into a bird one time and now he's like trying to acquire and become a taxon so that they can do sneaky shit mm-hmm. and it's like okay so you haven't even trained the literal by far most advantage advantageous thing about being an Andalite is morphing. Right. And you don't even have that? No. I don't know. They do have pretty good tails. The tails are pretty good. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 
Um, they love those tales. <laughs> yeah. They do. There's a lot of... <laughs> they talk about them a lot. Um, it's good is the thing. Do you think good. there's like like egos about how long your tail is or whatever or like how sharp the thing is at the end of it like 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 grooming rituals do there must be there must be um yeah do they have to sharpen them i would assume so right (laughs) i i I can't i can't imagine anything that would be naturally sharpening you know like a, a part of an animal that would like naturally be sharp all the time you know yeah (laughs) right that's not, a, like, claws. that's not a crazy thing I just said, right? No, 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 you're right. I'm just thinking about it. Like, claws are sharp, but claws are different. Because claws are sharp because of their shape. And also, when they... But, like, cra- cats scratch things to sharpen their claws. So yeah. there's, like, an effort there. They're not just, so like... So do you think yeah. andalites have scratching posts in their whole houses? I <laughs> I hope so. I, I really hope so. Um, oh. Elfinger gets caught because we get this terrible just start to experience the taxons from the inside and they're like super cannibalistic and it apparently manifests as like a completely unignorable hunger for it's horrific like there's so much in this book that is just gross because the moment someone gets injured taxons just eat them while they're still alive which is a fun thing to learn about yeah. And Elfanger, like, controls the urge and leaves. And so controllers are like, yo, what kind of taxon doesn't eat a person to death? Yeah. Come with us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, and fuck. he, like, because he loses track of, uh, he loses track of Aloran and Ar- Arbron in the, in the, in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chapman brings, they left the humans behind. Uh, while On the Jahar, which is the name of Aloran's wife. Mm-hmm. Wife? Aloran had a wife. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I also don't remember this, but I trust you. <laughs> it's the name of the ship. The ship is named the Jahar after his wife. Oh, okay. That is my. I knew sp- about the ship. I didn't realize about the wife. Yeah. That's yeah, my- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> three women. Confirmed for three women. <laughs> <laughs> three women confirmed. I thought you were like, talk, like making a like Doctor Who in the TARDIS thing because he kind of there's wife the, stuff there the tardis was a woman at one point <laughs> sorry <laughs> just because for one Moffitt? episode because yeah. neil gaiman neil gaiman made oh was that the TARDIS what, that, into a woman yeah that's fine doctor who has had some stuff yeah um, so <laughs> yeah Chapman... yeah uh, prince prince Elrond's uh wife jahar yeah Huh. Why are we on this topic again, by the way? <laughs> you brought it up. Because I was talking about how Chapman brings the ship down. Oh, yeah. Yes, um, and I called it the Jahar, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. his wife's name. decides to try to make a deal with the Yerks at, by tying Lauren up. So, by the way, these kids are like, he's like 15 because she's like 13. Mm-hmm. No, she's or, like 18. She's, she's like 18. Tw- no, Is- she ages later. She's a child. No, no. She starts at age eight, she starts at age eighteen and then she ages past eighteen. Is there cons- doesn't like, she? Is no, there com- I don't think there's confirmation of that. Is there, there? She's a child. <laughs> I'm pretty like, sure she is. Yeah. It's first of all, yeah, no, she ages to eighteen, and also, um, it's she her age is compared to the animorphs at one point. Yeah. Oh, huh. Okay, yeah. I must have missed that. My mistake. But it's he ties her up, and so he's, like, a couple years older than her, so she's, like, 12, and he's, like, maybe 15, and he ties her up and is, like, here, take her and also my entire planet. 
yeah. he sucks so much. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah, this is not the, this is not the same Chapman that we that we meet later. Like at no. least at least not in personality, you know. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I there was a moment here where I briefly thought that I might have been wrong and Alarin wasn't going to be Visser 3. I thought Arborin might be. Um, mm-hmm. Because Arbron Arbron gets nothlitted, uh, he yeah. stays in taxon form for too long, and so he's acting yep. really cagey. And I was like, "Wait, what the fuck is Arbron?" I Arbrin had the same Visser thought 3? too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Elfinger's like something's wrong with him. See, when I when I read when I read him being cagey, like the thing that I thought was that the taxon that had died and gotten split open was Aloran and uh, Arbron was dealing with the, with the guilt of having been unable to resist and like help assist in the death of his prince. You yeah. truly went A to D with that. <laughs> I, listen, no, I, I'm I not be, criticizing. I, I think it's amazing. <laughs> that also crossed my mind as like things like, as it like, no, that's, this is seeming less and less likely that theory. Maybe Vor, I don't know. Cannibalism. Did that happen? Uh, yeah. No. But yeah, but like he's being really cagey, and then uh, Elfengor is like, "Demorph, Abron, demorph," and Abron is like, "What that I could? What, but, what I that could? I could, Elfengor?" Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Jesus!" <laughs> and then he keeps trying to get Elfengor to kill him, like, yeah. like four times in a row. By the way, it's why really do fucked. why do Andalites use miles, <laughs> just in general, and why not at least kilometers? Are Andalites American? No. <laughs> like why? Yeah. Um, it's fine, but why? <laughs> is it fine? It sounds like it might not be fine. You know it like it's fine. how I have a habit of noticing really stupid things and getting really caught up on them. Yeah. Say that, say that. You say that five minutes after I caught after I've been caught up about like Aloran's wife Jahar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. We we are all um particular. We are all overanalyze yeah. animorphs. Um Oh, yeah, then I wrote, it is wild that we have not met a female Andalite yet. <laughs> Do you think we're going to meet a female Andalite at some point? It's just like a super badass Andalite? I, ho- I like, honestly just, like, super don't. Cool- I don't think so. I think so. we're just not going to. Yeah, because they don't seem to be in the military at all, and that seems to be the only interaction we have with their culture, because it seems yeah. to be the, uh, like, the biggest part of their culture, you know? which is It, it really seems that way. It is very, it's all very um, logically confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, at um at one point in the process of trying to get Elfanger to kill him, Arbrun tries to get him to shoot him, and Elfanger shoots a hole through the ship, and they crash. Oh, hey, fun <laughs> fun fact! Fun fact: We actually get to meet one in the next. Uh, we actually get to meet a female Andalite in the next uh, Chronicles book, in the Hork Bajir Chronicles. We get to meet a, a character who I'm not going to say anything about because that's big spoilers. But I knew I remembered a female Andalite showing up at some point. Well, that's good news. <laughs> we got one. Woo! <laughs> Representative. Pour one out for the gals. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying I found one. No, I'm, I'm mocking animorphs, not you. <laughs> okay, I thought you were mocking me for a second. I'm like, that's not that's that's me. No bully. No, this is bully free zone. Um, um, it took me. No, here's something you can bully me for. It took me a hundred and seven years to figure out that Elfanger was looking at cigarette ads. Oh, um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well, like, I, I was like, white sticks? What the f- Oh, cigarettes. Yeah, white cylinders. Elf's like, I'm looking at these ads of humans putting white, li- or this magazine, like, with all these beautiful landscapes and humans putting white cylinders in their mouths. And I was like, what is it? What? Is it? 
like a straw or yeah, <laughs> like, some some so... sort of candy. I was maybe? like, I was like, do, do millennials be drink be eating Big Mac and dieted Coke? Yeah, or... and can I just say we now get the single most amazing visual. I'm like tearing up because I'm so grateful for this gift that Animorphs has given me. Oh my god, I know exactly. What you're... Yes, 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 yes. Elfanger, Elf finds a car. Elf yes! finds. A yellow Mustang convertible with a Rolling Stones tape in it. And he rips off the top and he takes out the seats and he rides, he drives it while drinking Dr. Pepper through his hooves. And I, like, it's one of those things, it's like just truly a Doctor Who season premiere. Yes. People on Reddit saying they jumped the shark. Yeah, scene, and it's everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> yes, this is like, and his continued obsession with this yellow Mustang is so good. Yeah, he's like, it's primitive, but it is exhilarating at the same time. And I'm like, you yes. dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. And also, keep in mind that this, by the time they get back to Earth, it's the 80s. So this is probably a like late 70s car yeah so it's probably dope <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably is dope um, um god and the dr pepper just killed me um, he was like dr pepper must be human for brown bubbly water <laughs> sure is like, yeah. it sure is buddy sure yeah is. sure as fuck is and he falls into a hole where they meet the living hive, which is a glowing red mountain with tendrils that serve as a subway system. Oh, I love aliens. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, um... The, the, like, the, 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 the I, I really like Caplegate, like, talking about these things. It's just, it's, it's good, tasty, all fucking finally some good world building. Yeah. It's just, it's wild and arbron has pretty much immediately become a taxon military commander because basically as it's been established before that taxons willingly gave themselves up to the yurks mm-hmm. yes. um, and now it's kind of like oh so that the yurks were like listen we'll find you all sorts of weird meat to eat and the taxons were like sign me up yeah. and but we do learn like, we do learn about resi- the existence of yeah, yeah the mountain taxons. Yeah, yeah, we learned that there's a resistance, basically. Where, where are the lesbian mountain taxons? Of course, they're in the mountains. This poses an abject failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And, um, yeah, Arburn's like, yo, this is the living hive. Uh, it's my new best friend, and we're going to go attack the controllers. Because um, I'm a taxon now forever. I think I'm going to live here. Thanks for not killing me ten minutes ago, by the way. Uh, you were correct. I'm gonna live as a taxon. Okay, thanks. Love you. <laughs> Go get into your car and <laughs> ride one of these tendrils across the planet. Please ride your <laughs> shitty. Please wrap up your shitty Mustang. No, the best. And be Mustang dead ever. in a cloud of dirt when the dust settles. Yes. God, it's so good. They meet up with Alaran, who is a hork vizier and he scares a visser because he's like, yo, I was I, I was there when the hork vizier planet fell, but you know how badass I am, right? And the sub-visser's like, yeah. uh-oh, and he leaves. And then um, they have a moment 
because uh, Arburn's like, well, I'm going to stay here and be a taxon. And Elfanger's like, but who's going to laugh at me when I get arrogant and make fun of me? And they're so in love. I just the I thing. Immediately. Um, uh, um, so we also learned that the um, the, the Hork-Bajir, uh, uh, the Hork-Bajir dying, or the Hork-Bajir falling to the Yerkes was a fault of the Andalites, and specifically a fault of Aloran, who... Uh, who tried to unleash a biological virus in order to wipe out the Hork-Bajir? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, like, time? A, it's a quantum virus that quantum disintegrates virus, yes. things. It disintegrates shit by, like, slowly and agonizingly ungluing the subatomic particles. Fine. Um, yeah. It's not great. It's not no. the best. But, you know, that's sci-fi. <laughs> that- yep. <laughs> and then... Aloran's like, yo, okay, now that, you know, we've dealt with all that, Elf, it's time to uh, kill all those Yerks like you didn't do before. And then Chapman and Elfanger knock Aloran out to be like, no, we're not gonna. And then the Yerk that's in Chapman's head, uh-oh, takes Aloran's body. And guess who's a subviscer at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who turns into Viscer 3 eventually? Yeah. Subviscer 32. Oh my god. I, I love Viscer. Subviscer 7 slash Viscer 32 slash Viscer 3 in this book so much. So uh, good. I was oh, like, there's such a good moment here where um, he like mockingly surrenders when once um, Elf like realizes that um, he's like now a controller. Um, Visser Three is like, you're, I'm your prisoner. I'm you can't kill me, right? I'm defenseless, and it's like you're the best villain. <laughs> you're so good. Oh my god. Um, can can I hire Visser Three to just be like a villain at me for a while? Oh my god, please, right? Yeah, right. My friend, my friend, um, my friend Linus, who is one of my co-hosts on uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Well, I was tweeting a little bit about how badly I wanted an Animorphs. Uh, reinvention of a tv series like and linus is like please a do this and b let me be viscer three yeah i mean who wouldn't <laughs> he's like um peak villain camp and Would it's be yeah. such the best. a fun character listen yeah. listen a series of unfortunate events has gotten a tv series what the fuck is stopping anors from getting one right. besides ridiculous amounts of budgetary concerns and, and the vast size of it i also think it's probably make it a, a cartoon <laughs> just make it a cartoon i won't complain Oh. That could be cool. You will, actually. you yeah. will still give me ana- I will still receive animorphs, and you will save money by not doing live action. Do a cartoon. I will watch it. Are cartoons less expensive than live action? I mean, it's probably going to be less expensive than having to do the CGI of the morphing and also the live animals. That's true. That is true. That part <laughs> the live is true. Animals are certainly a concern. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A cartoon. Please would turn mean this. That- please, please turn this gorilla to answer to the name Big Jim. <laughs> And also the way that whenever Tobias is in a scene in the TV show, he has to be held like a hawk. Like yeah. he can't just like chill. Like if you were a bird who used to be a human and you'd probably just like hang out on your friend's shoulder, but it's unfortunately just a real ass bird. So it has <laughs> yeah. to be held very specifically. <laughs> no, see, to me, I like to imagine Tobias just like being held casually like the, uh, like the, uh, like the Baths Vine, like the, like the little boy in question of, I want to see my little boy. Absolutely. Like, just like being, just like being cradled as a bird. Yeah. Um, so Lauren has also been turned into a controller, but yes. it's so near the end of its feeding cycle that Elf basically is like, 
just come at like you're gonna die <laughs> you're either gonna starve to death slowly or i can cryogenically freeze you and deal with you later and so he puts this yerk into hibernation and basically throws it at a sun so you know he's having some moral code adjustments <laughs> yeah i just have to say that um, me and sarah talked about this before but i have to bow out so, um... Seda and I will run this shit to the end zone. Bye, Blair. <laughs> Bye. We just put Blair into hibernation and threw him yeah, in the sun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so basically they learn that the Yurks are probably tracking them, and they decide to pop up near an Andalite ship so that they can attack them. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, we didn't mention this at all earlier, but, like, about a hundred pages prior, we were introduced to the concept of the Time Matrix... Yeah, that's the time orb that I mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I must have missed that. Like, I'm very sorry. No, no, it's all cool. I, we didn't really get into it, but basically, it's a big old circle that you can time, time travel, travel with. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the time volleyball. Yeah, it's it's revealed very early on, like in the first couple pages, that it's hidden on Earth. Earth that's yeah. like why Elf was there. Yeah, trying to get at it. Yeah. Um, but when they pop up near this Andalite ship, the ship is under attack by living asteroids that eat ships. Yep. <laughs> I don't really know what's happening here, and it's never really explained. Star Trek, baby. This is Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a bunch of shit happens. Lauren pretends to shoot Elf and then just kicks Chapman in the dick, which was a yeah. really funny moment. It's like, well... Yep, because Elf doesn't understand what's going on. It's good. It's really good. And the asteroid eats their power. A lot happens in this book. <laughs> so much actually happens in this book. Yeah. Yeah. And Elf and the Visser are on this ship. And then they're going to fall into a black hole. <laughs> so they have to bring the time matrix inside because it was being transported. But it was being held by energy ropes which is one of the stupider concepts that's introduced listen sometimes sometimes you just need a sci-fi way of transporting something just use those energy ropes use the energy ropes do you think that andalite think... scouts have to learn how to tie knots of energy ropes casey that's the be- that's a that's a cleaner joke than i was gonna do which is do you think the, do you think andalites you use energy ropes for shibari purposes uh yes so yes to both, okay. Uh-huh. Oh my god, Andalite Boy Scouts doing Andalite the... Boy Scouts. It they the warriors are kinda like Boy Scouts, right? A much more mur- a much more killing Boy Scouts. I've been re-listening to Welcome to Night Vale, so scouts are already sort of a weird concept in my mind right now. <laughs> um That show's still good, by the way. Um they bring the time matrix inside and the description of what touching the time matrix is is so dope um basically it's a 10 foot egg that the elemists made that can do time travel and when elfanger like touches it he describes the fact that he can see the threads of the universe basically yeah it's so cool um, and um later i i, I worry we're gonna forget about this but later on when he uh he gets to see from the elements point of view again later on he sees like the five uh threads that will fight to save earth and then they are joined by a sixth andalite friend and a sixth andalite thread yeah it's, it's good it, 
got me a little emotional. Oh, I got really emotional at the end of this book. Yeah. Um, basically, all three, so Lauren and the Visser and Elfanger all touch this time orb at the same time. Um, and they accidentally create an alternate universe, sort of. But also, as they're being transported, Elfanger talks about seeing, like, a giant laughing being. And I'm just like, did Elf just see god like did they time travel and see god that's <laughs> wild i think it's supposed to be an elemist but it's like okay it's god it's god elemists are pretty godlike anyway yeah it'd be weird if like <laughs> i don't know just like you were doing your shit and then like an angel came down and was like you have wronged the timeline we must go back yeah it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> they so it's like they, it's like a it's like a god real b time travel must happen c splinter universe d let's go yeah yeah god's a time traveler makes sense honestly it does. um so all Th- that, ex- them... that explains why god ne- that explains why no time travelers ever time travelers ever showed up to get that huge check from uh stephen hawking because it's god right and he's like i hate scientists yeah also, like, I mean, not to go on a tangent, but I'm going to go on a tangent here for a quick second. That is, like, to go to that thing that's like, hey, I'll give you a billion dollars if you go. You are a time traveler. You do not want to be anywhere, any when predictable. You show up to that to get that billion dollar check and a sniper takes you out from 100 feet away. Oh, you think that they would be suppressed? I think they would be stopped. I don't think I think anyone shows up to that and is like, okay, I can get more money than God because I'm a time traveler. I'm not coming here because I don't need your paltry billion dollars. I'm from the future where we trade in quartzes. I can get five thousand quartzes just by going back to the 1960s. I don't need to go to your fucking billion dollar what the fuck ever. Yeah. I'm just saying no one would ever show up at that period in time because that would be the perfect time for a sni- a, a a, an anti-time traveler sniper to take care of some fucking business. I mean, time travel might be expensive. You have to fuel the machine. Who knows? There might be gas guzzlers. You know, it could be. It could be. It, it could be that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills somehow. Uh-huh. So all three of them try to bring themselves back home, and so they create this planet Weird that is... dimension that yeah, it's like... Yeah, one-third Earth, one-third the Andalite homeworld, and one-third the Yurk homeworld. Um... But uh, they and they all get transported there pretty much separately. And Elf is like, "Oh, I'm home. I'm near my favorite tree. It listen, and I'm gonna cry now and talk to this tree. And the tree's gonna talk back to me. And there's a moment where the I, a line I quoted, he's like, and only a handful of trees have ever used words. And even then, it could take them hours to say a single word. And I was just like, I love animorphs. The trees talk." <laughs> The trees talk, but very slowly. Yeah, that's just great. What a great detail. Um, we also learned that Andalites live in holes that they call scoops. Yes, they live oh, in scoops. Which is very cute. He's like, oh, that's my scoop. <laughs> that's my scoop. Um, yeah, and, and it's an elf realizes that he's, you know, not in Kansas anymore because he yeah, looks over and sees uh, Yerk. Yeah. sky and he looks over and he's like why is that sky all blue and cloudy oh that must be earth he finds lauren and who he she... is in love with <laughs> yeah like deeply and i understand it because she gets pissed off at 
the viscer and just throws a rock at his head. No, no, no. She no. Take take note of this. She okay. She does throw a rock at him, but at another point, she hits a rock at him with a baseball bat. Yeah, it's amazing. It's incredible. Like Butch Icon. Hello. Yeah, it's true. And um, finally, somebody rides an queering animal. heterosexuality by marrying a by marrying a male alien. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Where's the pride flag for that, huh? <laughs> um, and this is, we get another run of stuff. Honestly, all of the stuff on their mash. Okay, Gerald is just sort of being a tornado. Um, I all of, hear him. Yeah. I love him so much. All of Tell him stuff, I love him, please. Gerald, sh- you're awful. <laughs> I didn't say that. But Sarah loves you anyway. Okay, there we go. Um... <laughs> Everything on the mashup world is so good. Um, we get a really great run of Elf trying to understand human stuff that made me think about Axe. Because um, he's like, what are all of these cubes everywhere? And Lauren's like, those are buildings. We live in them. And he's like, how? And she's like, they're hollow. Uh, you go inside. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then they go into the buildings and he's like, humans love rectangles. There's just rectangles everywhere. Stairs are just a bunch of rectangles that you stack together so that you can make your house a bigger rectangle. Humans are crazy. <laughs> it's like, what's happening right now? It makes yeah, me so happy. Yeah, it's fucking wild. And they meet Lauren's mom and it's so surreal and so scary and so funny. It's because the mom is like, well, any friend of yours is a friend of mine. You know how I feel about Andalites. I love them. And Lauren's like, you don't know what the fucking Andalite is. You're not my mom. Yeah. Basically, she's. And she's like, like, oh, sweetie, I've known what an Andalite is for 20 years. I'm cooler than you think, kiddo. She's like, you think Andalites are new? I'm not that old. We had Andalites when I was a kid. And Lauren's like, no, you fucking didn't. (laughs) What the hell? It's really good. And basically, she's just a simulation that's recreated from, like, parts of Lauren's memory. And it's, like, heartbreaking because Lauren was so sure that she would be able to, like, see her mom. And she's, like, crying. Yeah. Um, And then she runs away to hit softballs (laughs) to vent her feelings. Yeah. It's, there's, oh God, there's just so fucking much that happens. <laughs> um, there's a really interesting moment where um, they go into a McDonald's that Lauren had recreated with her will. Yeah. And the cashier is a guy she only remembers as, like, having acne and she doesn't actually remember his face. So he's just, like, got, like, a head that's all splotchy and no eyes even. And I was like, this poor dude. <laughs> Yeah, he's having a rough day. That unmemorable that when somebody tries to, like, pull up a mental image of you, it's just your acne and <laughs> no eyes. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really liked here was the reveal that Andalites created cities and then realized that they were miserable. Yeah. Um, and they tore all the cities down and went to back to, like, far, communal farm living, which I just, I love as, like, a criticism of, like, how, like, cities can be, sorry, I got so distracted because Gerald did something really <laughs> stupid and I lost what that sentence was I'm also, be. I'm also um, so distracted <laughs> because I have to use the bathroom. Let's finish this episode quickly-ish. Elf is looking at the patterns of the sky and he realizes that it's like a quantum spiral of some sort 
and they go they realize that the time orb matrix is probably in the middle of the spiral and that the viscer is probably also there and so they start running and lauren rides on uh elf's back which i really like um but the closer you get to the time orb the more compact time is so it goes faster and it's so fucking gross because they just describe lauren's nails toenails and fingernails growing to be like three feet long and i hate it i hate it so much they grow so long that they like burst through her shoes which is disgusting also what are your shoes made of um there's a moment here where lauren (laughs) calls out that her boobs are growing really fast um because she's like i think that i'm probably 18 years old my fingernails are so long my hair is so long my well let's just say i'm probably 18 now and my only thought was like that her boobs grew because she had been 12 yeah um and they they get to time orb and they decide to go hide on earth yep um because elf doesn't want to um fight anymore face yeah and he doesn't and he doesn't know how to face his people and he changes because he basically like mutinied so he does something he does like what what axe did to create like the 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 what we are all one race the i am this race thing yeah. uh he had a he called it something i can't remember what it was but um he uh he he changed his name to alfred fangor yep aka al fangor al fangor which is hilarious <laughs> yep she and he not he, he knocks up his wife to, well yeah he goes to call first he goes to college for college for physics and then does an, another degree in computer science and he helps bill gates and yeah <laughs> They're they're both name dropped, which is so. Fucking I love funny. whenever shit like this happens. Yeah. In books and shit. He's like, my friend Bill always came over and we talked through his ideas, but I had to use simple concepts like windows, windows to explain it to him, and it's like, oh my god. But anyways, <laughs> and then he comes home one day and there's a man in his room, and he's like, what the fuck? This is where I live, and he and the man in his room is like, this is not where you live, Alfengor. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. Oh, piss. Yep. Oh, dick. Oh, you're an Elemist, aren't you? Damn it. Yeah. Um, and basically the Elemist starts being like, you gotta go back. You fucked it all up. How dare you? Um, and he's like, I have a wife. And he's the Elemist says, the human girl Lauren was meant to marry a human. But I read the second human as woman at first. And so I thought the Elemist was saying the human girl was meant to marry a woman. And I was like... Is the Elemis like, fuck you, Elfanger? <laughs> She's supposed to be gayer. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I mean fair like, enough. I would probably disrupt a timeline to make something. I mean, the gayer. thing is, though, that, like, you could just, like, you, in that case, you would, have to re- you would not have to reset the timeline as harsh. You could just, like, reset it so that Elfanger, like, acquired women instead of men. Yeah, that's true. Or Alfangor could just come out as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, then the Elemus is like, hey, you gotta come back. I'm gonna undo everything about time. And uh, Elfangor's like, well, shit. I don't really have an option here. Bye, family. Will Lorne remember me? And the Elemus is like, no. And he's like, well, okay. He totally tricks him, too. Like, he gets El- yes. Elf to, like, agree to go back oh. before revealing that Lauren is pregnant. Oh, and Elf is like, wait, I have a kid? That changes things. I have to go back. And, and Elemist is like, too late. You already agreed. And it's like, I fucking, the, I can understand why Andalite parents used 
elemists as like stories to keep their kids in check. Yeah, like the, <laughs> they the thing suck. about it is, is that like it's just like he he uh, the the elemist shows him the timeline of like the the five element the five things and he's like that one is your child and Elfin and Elfin is like. So you don't meddle in other people's timelines, huh? And they always like, was that sarcasm, Prince Elfangor? <laughs> yeah. There's also a mention of Axe, which makes me really yep, happy. His little brother. Because, yeah, they go into just sort of time. <laughs> they just sort of go into yeah. time. And Elf's like, well, I see my, hi, little brother. And I'm like, Axe is here. And he says that he sees Arbrin is still alive, and he's like attacks on hero, which made me really happy. I um so 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 I, I'm sorry. I know this was a revelation last episode, but so Axe is Tobias's uncle, huh? Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's taken some processing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so he goes back, and then his final. Can I just mention one? really beautiful passage that made me really emotional please do um this is where we start seeing like the lines of the kids Mm -hmm. um because so it this gave me so many tobias feelings because he says i saw the tiny line that was my son flow off through time i saw pain and hardship and loneliness for him and i was like oh no and then he says, but like a distant Nova, I saw a flash of light far at the edge of a still uncertain future. Across the galaxy, my brother's line reached to join my sons, and four other bright, shining timelines formed together with those two. And it's, like, so beautiful. He's literally just like, no, I can see the Animorphs coming together and being a family. Yay! Yay. And it made me have a lot of feelings. And then it, and then it flashes to the, uh, the moments before he passes, where he has Tobias tell him things he yeah well he basically this lovely passage he gets thrown back in time um to some important andalite battle and he just like fucking the last jedi is a blade ship by just like throwing his own ship at it which is really great and it like dies um yeah and then there's this and i guess he'd been missing for a couple years and there's this awesome scene where he's talking with like a higher ranked andalite um and he tells him the entire story including all of his like terrible terrible mistakes and all the horrible things he did and the the guy is like well you know i don't think that anybody has to know all of the details i think that that's too complex and what we really need is a hero we don't need a complicated story um which is really really cool yeah um I'm a big fan of that because yeah. it's just like it's slowly deconstructing like the Andalite society, which is up until now seen as like really perfect. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically it ends by going right back to the abandoned construction site, the abandoned construction site where it's said that um, basically Axe, when Axe got thrown in the dome ship, it seems to be implied that Elfanger was trying to go get the time matrix so that he could save Axe's life um, because he thought he had died. Yeah. But no, he knew that he was going to live. Yeah. I don't know. But he was trying to get the time matrix in any, in, in, in any case. And he, um, in his dying breath, is telling this story and he talks to Tobias and he says, go to your friends, Tobias. They're your family now. Um, which was made me have feelings. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's a it ends exactly like Rogue One, um, with the word hope. <laughs> yeah. 
Star Wars. That's Animorphs. That's Animorphs. All right, we got one question. We're going to go through it really quick because I have to go to the bathroom. And we... uh, so, uh, at Kiatanaru wants to know, if you had to get nothleted but you could choose the animal, what animal would you be? Tiger. Seda, what's your answer? Um, I don't know. <laughs> House cat. But I'd really like to be able to fly. So, I don't know. I find that difficult. Yeah. Uh, so if you would like to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash fearbaiting, uh, you can go ahead and give us some money, help us keep the lights on, which is a joke because this show is happening no matter what, because your help with the hosting fees is greatly appreciated, but it is not a necessity anymore at this point in our lives. Uh, if, uh, $1 a month gets you access to all of our bonus content and our polls and shit for fear baiting, uh, $5 a month. I just had the weirdest thing happen where I was just like trepidatious about saying the word shit. Like I was like, oh, can I say shit on this podcast? <laughs> Do you ever have that happen? Seda? Oh, no. Alright, I'm um, sorry about the weird audio complications. Uh, something bad just happened to Seda's computer. Uh, $10 a month, $5 a month gets you a message right on the show, and $10 a month gets you, lets you pick a movie for our sister podcast, Fear Baiting, where Blair and I look at horror movies, and it's very fun. Um, if you, oh yeah, and uh, we always shout out the five and ten dollar month donors. But uh, thank you very much to Paul Bechtel, Sophie, the cool Sophie, Kit, and Michael Kaiser. Um, if uh, you want to follow us, we are at the Wonder Yerks on Twitter, and you can also shoot us an email if you want. I don't think anyone has yet, but the Wonder Yerks at gmail.com if you're so inclined. Uh, if you want to find me elsewhere, I'm at SunHatZenya on Twitter, uh, Chia Satsunakas on Tumblr, and also I'm SunHatZenya on Twitch. Uh, if you want to find, uh, check out my other podcasts. I already mentioned Fear Bane, but there's also Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which is my leftism podcast that I do with a bunch of my friends. Uh, and it's very fun. We talk about politics. Uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, HKIPGTD on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow Blair Kitsch on Twitter and Tumblr, uh, and Seda can be found on Bandcamp at uh, gaygothvibes.online, which is where they make music under the name People You Meet Outside of Bars. Uh, you can also follow Seda oh. at uh, nudity oh. with an E-A. Oh, hey, Seda. <laughs> E-A instead of a Y. Or do my other podcast where I do songs to solve problems called Music for Molehills. It's great. Uh, also, check out Fear Baiting this month because Schlocktober yeah. is dope. And also, I made a new theme song that I really want everyone to it's hear. It's good. <laughs> um, but until next time, folks, thank you very much for joining us on this week's episode of The Wonder Yorks. Uh, we might do another Chronicles book next time we, just so that we're current with all that shit. Because, you know, we haven't we, we could do hork Chronicles. But until yeah. next time, folks, I'm Sarah. And I'm Seda. And that was Blair. And, uh-huh. and, and remember, keep your hand on the Escafilter device.